Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call on Patreon. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another bonus episode. And this time, the spirit led us to it, or maybe some of your suggestions. We are going to be talking about the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. Season three. We're gonna. We'll talk a little bit too about the first two. I don't think we ever talked about it, actually. I don't think we did. Yeah, we didn't. So, how, what are our general feelings about the Ultimate Girls Trip? I cannot remember where I told you guys that I was like so looking forward to Ultimate Girls Trip season three. I was excited about the cast, mainly Candace, and then it came. <laughs> it took a few episodes for me to realize this is not it yeah yeah you know when it premiered we got the first three i think i was out of that was when i was traveling and i felt so much fomo like oh my god i can't wait to watch this so as soon as i got back that was the first thing that i watched i think the first three episodes were fantastic so that's why it took a while to realize that (laughs) we've been we've been catfished (laughs) um Let's go back to the very beginning on how Ultimate Girls Trip came about. I guess fans have been talking about wanting like a all-star cast or something like that. Yeah, it had been in the chatter. And then Andy Cohen said, he actually said once, like, you would know that the Housewives franchise was like headed to its demise if they ever just put a group of them together on an island. <laughs> So people were like, wait a second, when Ultimate Girls Trip was like, what's going on here? I didn't know he said that. I mean, he's not lying. Like, (laughs) we're all just here because we've been married this long and we don't want a divorce. (laughs) That's true. For the franchise. You know, um, I think you guys know, we listen to Bitch, Bitch Sesh. And the guest this week said the same thing. He's like, I think the Housewives franchise is sick. Like, they just, they're not all the way, like, well, not sick, like, sick in the mind or anything. It's just, like, it's not what it used to be, so it's not hitting how we used to hit. And that's honestly the truth. Like, everything we see is, like, it was all right. There's just not been, like, wow. The last really, really good season, for me at least, was Potomac. I want to say season four or five, where I was like, wow, the show hit. That sounds about right. And then the last two franchises they introduced, which were Salt Lake and Dubai, are not that good. I mean, Dubai had things going for it. Salt Lake had Jen Shaw going for it. But they're just... The first or second season of Housewives is really supposed to be your good seasons. (laughs) Uh, Maybe the second. Because yeah. I'm thinking the first of OC, the first of Potomac, the first, mm, yeah, not really great. <laughs> but your second is supposed to be better. Yeah. And Dubai and Salt Lake just haven't really hit. I mean, I'm curious to see what they do with Dubai for the second season, because I got to tell you, I said this, I don't know if it was unpopular or not, but I said Dubai is better than Salt Lake. Because quite frankly, if they did not have Jen Shaw, I don't know what they would have done. And I think that is what Ultimate Girl Strip 3 showed about Salt Lake. The way the ladies were looking at Heather and Whitney about their fights is what we all do every season. Like, (laughs) we don't care. Like, you sound stupid. Because they were like, 
why does everybody care about a black guy again? <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> So they weren't like really bringing or really hitting and stuff. So I don't know. Going back to Ultimate Girls Trip, I think, what do you think didn't work with three, Ultimate Girls Trip three? So I think it always relates back to how previous seasons have done. Season one of Ultimate Girls Trip was amazing. And I do think that the reason why they made them is because they had Peacock and they needed content for Peacock. Mm Mm-hmm. So season one was amazing because for the first time, there was a group of housewives, most of them OGs, and we cut out the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. It was so fun to see housewives talking about housewives. Yeah. Like their positions in the show, their positions in the cast, like all these things that they have not mentioned for all these years. It was like, oh my God, they're actually going to talk about stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And since no one knew what they were doing, they were pretty genuine. And I don't even, I can't even remember who even fought with each other in season one. Ramona and Kenya. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you for the reminder. Also, when in <laughs> doubt, just say Ramona. You're probably right. And then everybody who came on, maybe with the exception of Cynthia and Ramona, got a little, a little positive boost. People are like, mm-hmm. oh, I like Melissa a little more. Even me, who I can't stand. I was like, oh, Teresa, in a different context, she's much more likable. Mm-hmm. Season three, I couldn't believe it, but no one came out looking better. (laughs) Not a one. Mm -mm. So I was excited about the cast. Like, oh my God, Tinsley was supposed to be the person coming with Leah. Thank God for that, because I think it would have been even worse. Agreed. If Portia hadn't come and kind of rescued, because I'm one of those, I miss Portia. Like Portia is a dingbat. Portia is shady. Portia is messy. But I miss her on Atlanta, and she just left at the wrongest of times, but okay. Save yourself, girl. But I was going to say that Ultimate Girl Strip didn't work for me because they got a whole bunch of unlikable people. But then I started going through the previous ones. When I say unlikable people, there is no one besides Portia on Ultimate Girl Strip 3 that I like. I'm not a fan of Giselle. I am not a fan of Alexia. I am not a fan of Marisol. I could go to, I'm not a fan of Leah. I don't like anyone. Heather, you know how I feel about Heather. So (laughs) I was going to say they're unlikable. But then I went back to the um, season one. I am not a fan of Kyle. I'm (laughs) here, here on Kenya. I do not like Teresa. I do not like, you know, there's a whole list of people that I do not like. Let's not talk about season two. I, I just thought they got a whole bunch of unlikable people, which by the way, my rankings of each um, girl strip is in order. Like one is my favorite, then two, and then three. So two, I was like, they're unlikable. So I'm like, that is not the issue. The problem is just that I think it's chemistry. I just think they brought the wrong people to the fight. What did Leah add to New York? A lot of it was her being drunk and her antics and then she's sober not to say that she's not fun but she has to drink to be fun but it's like is that really who you want to bring like i don't like when they bring people who are going through like say they brought kim richards i'm not a fan of kim richards being back on tv i'm not a fan of katie being on tv so i think leah was going through a lot figuring things out, you know, and she also converted to Judaism. She lost her grandma. I just think it was not a good time to bring her back. There's too much going on. That's just me. Um, Marisol does not add anything on Miami. She's a friend of. If she's not stuck to Alexia, she has nothing. Why would they choose her? 
I actually think Marisol is legend, and it's been barely mentioned that Marisol is the first friend of to even make an Ultimate Girls trip. Is she? Yes. Ah. But she okay. adds so little that no one can even comment on that because what was the point of her being there? To <laughs> hang out with Alexia? They can do that in Miami without cameras, by the way. Why did they make them share a room? Like Vicky and Tamara. <laughs> I don't think I mean, they made them. They volunteered, didn't they? I Oh, I didn't know about that because they were complaining. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought that they wanted to share a room. Oh, gosh. By the end, they were like, this is too much. We need space. So I'm like, what? And then if they got that mad, just move out if you didn't want to share a room. But yeah, I don't think Marisol, you know, adds anything. At first, I thought the theme of three was friends. At least that's what I thought I heard. So it was Tinsley and Leah and then Marisol and Alexia. But then they said Giselle and Candace. And I'm like, shouldn't it be Robin? Why that? Is it enemies? I think they need to keep it to themes. And what I think was not, the theme of the second one? Fire ex, Housewives. Ex, ex-wives, yeah. yes. And mm. that's the other thing. I think there's something about ex-wives. They're all fighting to get a peach. I mean, well, whatever it is they hold, it worked for two of them. <laughs> so the 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 thirst is real. So they're working even harder. I still it worked don't for Phaedra too. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. She's going to be unmarried to men. And this is what I mean. Everybody, even season two, full of the most unlikable group of people. Either it was a net neutral or people came out looking better. Taylor came out looking better. I think even in some ways, Tamara looked a little bit. Tamara and Vicky looked better going against Dorinda, right? Like people just came out looking better. Season three is the first season where everybody came out looking. People like them even less. Can I argue with you that I don't think season two people got looked better? They just showed that they were housewives material. And I'll give an example. Jennifer Aiden, I think she's a terrible, terrible person, but she's a great housewife. So I think that's what the season two cast did compared to season one, like you said, where they looked better, where I did not care for Teresa, but I'm like, oh, she's in a love bubble. Leave her alone. Kyle, she just seemed friendly. And Kenya, I was like, okay, you know, she has a heart, you know, all that kind of stuff. But season two, I don't, you know, I still think they were <laughs> terrible people. <laughs> they're just like, maybe this is the zhuzh that their franchise needs. That's all because, again, a lot of these franchises are dying. Like I said, clean house from scratch. <laughs> I, would stop, I would never stop saying that. But um, I have to yeah. think about how I define looking better. Because okay. I think to me, I'm like, Oh, it made me want to watch. I remember season two. I was like, oh, it's so short. That's all the episodes we get. Like, I could watch Dorinda and Tamara and Vicky, especially when they're not on a main show. So I feel like they've been degraded as they deserve to be degraded. Mm-hmm. I could watch them argue some more in the Berserkers. And their bitterness about being stuck in Dorinda's house, that was so entertaining. Um, <laughs> Jill Zarin. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just feel like here... We listen to a bunch of people whine about being in Thailand. Don't get it twisted. They went to Thailand at the hottest part of the year. I'm sure it was miserable as hell. Yeah. But it just seemed like you're on a luxury vacation complaining about each other. You're not that interesting of people. There's no genuine friendships here. Half of you hate each other. It was just dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. It just didn't work. Do you think season two would have been different if they weren't at Dorinda's house? Yes. A lot of the comedy was because they were at Dorinda's house. I don't know. Season two reminded me how much I hate Vicky. 
Vicky is my least favorite housewife. She's always last in rankings, no matter what happens. She's always last. I can't, the thing is, I can't stand her as a human being. I think she's, uh, but there are moments that she has, so there's like a nostalgia. Mm. Like the first season, I, the first season of Housewives I ever watched was the second season of OC. Mm-hmm. That woman yelling about a little family van, that is legend. <laughs> she is yeah but i don't want to see vicky on my tv i think she she was fired at the exact right time like there's nothing more that she can provide i don't think ultimate girls trip it was more her interactions with tamra and with dorinda that were somewhat more entertaining she was a downer like i'm not saying that vicky should come back or that i liked vicky more after Mm -hmm. season two but i don't think i liked her any less (laughs) yeah and i feel like season three everybody is like like less yeah, I think that's true. I mean, the other thing that didn't work in season three is Giselle trying to play producer, but about a Casa Azul bottle that's like $100. Like, how? tell me how poor you are without telling me how poor you are. Like, why is that a central story? And it dragged on for how many episodes? Like, till the last episode. She still brought it up as a court case. And it's like, this is how bad the show is that we are dragging a bottle. Of tequila. Look, it was funny for the first little while. But when she starts talking about searching people's rooms, and I'm sorry, the colorism conversation was still resonating in my mind. Mm -hmm. So for you to call a dark-skinned Black woman a thief and say you want to search her room, it's not not funny anymore. And you only had that energy for Candace, not for anybody else. It was weird. We said it in our Potomac um, recap where I'm like, Giselle is cold. I I just, she doesn't know how to do emotions. She's just driven and she just thinks I'm on a show. I need to make a show. And that's all that matters. I don't care what anybody else is saying. I mean, she lost me when she made Pepsi cry because Pepsi was the star to me. I don't care if he's an actor. Everyone's saying he's an actor. I don't care. But why are you making this man drop to the floor in the kitchen just crying and then she says i don't care he's getting paid like i'm not apologizing i'm not saying like it's common decency at this point and i don't want to get to the point where i think giselle is like a monster over a bottle of tequila i I hope she got paid by the tequila company for the advertising (laughs) i doubt it i've never heard of this tequila i had never seen this bottle and remembered it in my life before this really really oh yeah it's uh, all the rage <laughs> so what were your thoughts on candace on ultimate girl's trip and i'm asking because i think she's the one i was most disappointed by i'm generally a candace fan and i don't know if i should blame her or her environment <laughs> For her very poor showing. I wish she could have gone in like the season one girls. Just chill. Just chill. Um, Giselle said that Candace is not an instigator. She's a reactor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it wasn't cute on girls trip. And then she befriended Leah of all people. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was like, now you know she really hates Giselle. If you're going to take the side of Leah... <laughs> then you really hate Giselle. So this is my problem with Candace. I am not a Candace fan. I am a Candace fan from last season because everybody else was so awful 
that it made her look good. But I think Giselle is right. She's a reactor. I don't know. She's an An overreactor. An overreactor. She is a brat. And the whole, when housewives do the bullying thing, ugh. Oh my God, that was so dumb. That's just, you know, what are you saying? The thing is she came in with, I do think she wanted to come in and be cool with Giselle, but she gets triggered so easily. But I do think she came in with a vengeance for Portia. Now, (laughs) Portia, she was ready to go toe-to-toe with, but I don't know. This is where the franchises come out. You cannot go, look at, listen. Candace is a shade assassin. I'm not going to take that away from her, but not with Portia. Portia knows how to play dumb, but Portia's tongue is also quick. And then she could act unbothered even though she is bothered. So the whole fight with everything was just like saying that she didn't have a platform. And then Giselle was saying, I defended you. And Portia was just trying to say, I just repeated what Monique told me. And she's like, yeah, but I didn't get to And I was like, what are we even arguing about? (laughs) Like, this is just not fun. Um, I had, I had looked forward in the preview when they showed us that Candace was going to ask Portia about the Simon situation. I was waiting with bated breath and then it just fizzled into nothing because Portia, you're right. It's just, she's unbothered. <laughs> she's faking till you make it. She was just going to say it. But yeah, so I just, I don't know. I just also the whole befriending Leah thing. I'm sorry. That really bothered me. I'm glad that when they asked her who impressed her the most or who did she bond with the most, she said Whitney. Because I'm just like, listen, guys, I've never liked Leah, especially with the whole thing that happened with Michael Che. Um, I, you know about the story, right? Yes. Yeah. That's and why she, another reason why I've never liked Leah. And the other reason I don't like Leah is because I feel like she turned on Ebony with a quickness. With a quickness. And then she tries to say that she's an ally. But once again, she's not an ally. She's just cosplaying as an ally. And I'm just like, why are we still giving the... And everyone likes to blame Ebony for breaking New York. I say it's Leah. Anytime anybody asks me, me I say it's Leah. Ebony was not a good fit. I I will admit that. But I say it was Leah that broke it because I don't know what this girl wants. So I don't know if Candace did her research, but I don't know who you're trying to befriend. But yeah. Um, Heather. (laughs) Heather, Heather, Heather. At some point, how old is Heather? I don't know how old she is. But you gotta stop with the fangirling and the revering. She's like, it's like when the main girls tell you that you're fat, but you're like, oh my God, she spoke to me. What is that? What kind of message is that? Like, ew. They, I just, I don't even have words for how, I I just cringed inside for her. Like, you should be embarrassed as a grown-ass woman. To say the things that Heather said on this trip. <laughs> Whose side were you on with Tim Whitney and Heather in the whole thing? I mean, the thing is, I don't really care for Whitney much either. Yes, that's what exactly. <laughs> there's no one to root for. <laughs> oh, I will say this because Heather and Whitney and Giselle and Candace had the same problem, mm-hmm. and Bravo should never ever do this again. Mm-hmm. Do not film a season, send them on an ultimate girls' trip air both of their seasons and reunions and then now we get to watch them rehash arguments from the what yeah yeah i agree i gotta say like i was more team whitney (laughs) because i think it really showed that heather is a liar because whitney said this is what's gonna happen she's gonna say i don't remember (laughs) then she's gonna say that and that's exactly what 
happened. And I'm like, wow, I think she's a liar. But yeah, you are right that they shouldn't do all the rehashing. And now I'm leaning towards, should we just keep it as ex-wives? I think so. But, but you know, season four has should be done filming by now. It was only a week and it was forever ago. Um, and it, I think that one was ex-wives only. Um, bu- 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 bum. Yes, it was just ex-wives, but I don't like that they repeated wives. I think they should be one and done until maybe... 10 seasons down, but what are we getting Phaedra and Eva and Brandy again? It's like a repeat. That's like half of I'm, season two. This is the thing. Well, I wonder how they're using the metrics to determine whether something is any good. And for you guys who don't have Peacock, this is a late breaking, but they will air this on Bravo, you know, yeah. eventually. Yeah. But I wonder if season four is a dud too, how much longer are we going to have Ultimate Girls Trip? That's my question. It's just sad because you can't recreate the magic that was won because for all we're saying is like, don't get people who have seasons, but then they got people who were current wives and it worked out. But then they got like OGs and OGs adjacent. So maybe that's what the trick is. They're seasoned. I don't know. But I think there's enough. (laughs) I think the unknown of it, there's always that. It's like the first season of Love is Blind. Yeah. The people coming in don't know what they're making, so they're just themselves. Yeah. I, like, yeah, Ramona and Kenya got into it, but for the most part, it was just housewives sitting around talking about being housewives, and we were all very happy with that. But that is the most... Like, you mentioned the fourth, the fourth wall being broken. They do kind of do it this season, but it's not the same way that it was in season one. Like, season one, like the, the authenticity was there, but they were really speaking from, like, the heart. And they spoke a lot about it, like Teresa and Melissa talking about how they started and um, Kyle talking about the whole sister thing. But they're not vulnerable. This new people are not vulnerable. Who was vulnerable? This Portia doesn't want to talk about her husband. Giselle ain't never going to talk about nothing. Heather is too busy lying. <laughs> Alexia has no idea what's going on. She's just nodding and saying, judging people. So we don't have... They say time waits for no one and neither should payday. To keep your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use the money you get from Earn In to make sure you have your spending money ready for your fun spring break trips to the beach. Make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today. That's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AutoCall on the podcast because when you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's AutoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. 
If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Any vulnerability. Except Marisol. I'll give her that. She did talk about her mom and that has to be hard because they were so close. So other than that, there's no vulnerability and that's needed. I won't take this away from Candace. I will say she was. And I think Candace had a season that was similar to Cynthia where I think something is going on behind the scenes and that's what affected their trip. Something was definitely going on with Cynthia. We just didn't know what it was. And come now to that find we out, know, do you think it, it was my kill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I was like, <laughs> now we know that it was her, but because Cynthia just seemed uncomfortable. She didn't want to like, you know, she just wasn't her usual self. And I think that's what's going on with Candace. And she did talk about it saying like, things are not good with her and Chris and all that. Which begs the question, because a lot of people always ask, do you think Candace and Chris will work? And I don't have an answer to that. Because when they're good, they're really good. Well, um, that we see. We don't I know what's going them. on. <laughs> they seem to fight a lot. And they seem I feel like their fights are dirty. I think, though, that they have basically settled on each other. Um, Not settled, but like, this is our style. <laughs> We fight, we get dirty, we make up, we resolve. And I think they actually do resolve. They don't just like paper things over and then they move on. Okay. What did we think about when they went to the temple and Pepsi was reading their fortune to them and he told Portia that she's going to have a problem with a lesbian? Oh, yes. Portia and Simon are not long of this world. Really? (laughs) Oh, no. I don't believe in them for a second. Whether it takes three years, five years. I hope Portia... Portia has another baby if she wants one. But um, yeah, they'll be done. And then uh, Portia will be doing like Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think it was that far-fetched. I think there was someone who posted it and was like, well, what are they talking about? I was like, I don't think it's far-fetched. We know that Portia dabbles with the opposite sex. I think that her and Simon have an arrangement. Like she's there for the money and she's there for ar- arm candy And if it gets to a point where it doesn't, and maybe he's like, you can do whatever you want, but no other men. And something happens and maybe she falls in love and then she's going to have a problem with a lesbian. 
I don't care if you think it's fan fiction. I believe it, and that's my truth. Okay. <laughs> I, I think we it. actually believe the same thing. But I, you think that it's going to happen simultaneously, where I think there will be a separation, and then yeah. it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it'll be simultaneously. <laughs> so, yeah, so whatever it is, like, what? I'm like, makes sense to me. <laughs> you um, know, the only moment that I can say that I genuinely enjoyed, and it didn't go exactly as I would have hoped, was when uh, Alexia was called out for her shitty parenting. <laughs> By Leo, of all people. <laughs> it, it was not satisfying. I needed more. I, I wish it would have been better, but it amazes me because I feel like the Miami woman really just... And, you know, I get it. Children are off limits, so they don't say anything. But her son is trash and everybody knows it. Um, And no one calls her out for it, which is fine, I guess. She doesn't need to be called out for it until she comes to the point where she's trying to judge other people's parenting. And then she really needs to be put in her place. I hate Leah, but I was glad Leah did that. Maybe that's why it didn't hit because it came from Leah and then everyone was like, but I'm glad that all the ladies stood up and was like, you can't say that. Like even Giselle was like, okay, now you can't talk about, you know, people's parenting. And then no one said it to her face that, right. That Peter was, oh, no one brought up the one with Frankie, which they shouldn't. I mean, that's terrible because I know they went to the homeless woman, but because she was talking about weed, I was like, um, your son smokes weed and you didn't smoke it. But I guess she talked about it with Whitney. I guess the the conversation with Whitney, do you think he kind of redeemed her? Um, no, no. I annoyed me because in the big conversation, instead of just saying outright, maybe your activities are not the best idea, which is the direct way of saying it. And you know what? I might even agree with that. Like Whitney, you're doing wrong if your children are finding your pop paraphernalia. You really are. Hide it better. Yeah. But it's the source. So it's like, she wouldn't say it outright. She's just like, well, how are you dealing with that? How are you dealing with that? I'm like, if you think there's something wrong, just say it. And then everybody else had to interpret for her what she was saying. And she was trying to deny it. I was like, why are you denying it? And no, that conversation with Whitney didn't redeem her. Because at the end of the day, she still won't accept that her son is trash. And it's probably her fault. Because she excuses and enables. Leah said, your your baby daddy is on cocaine cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have kids then. I didn't have kids then. Okay. Yeah, kids with him. Um, I think that Alexia secretly hates Marisol. I don't care how many times they say they're best friends. Um, I find uh-uh. housewives to be so corrosive to friendships. I bet you in real life they are best friends. When they have to come on TV, they start to hate each other. Uh, I, even in real life, I just... Okay, let me not say she hates her. Let me just say, like, I don't think their relationship is balanced. And I don't necessarily think it's a healthy one. Because she's mad at Marisol for not standing up for her. And Alexia puts her foot in her mouth a lot. And you heard Marisol say she says things and it's wrong. I'm not going to stand up for her. So that means half the time you're not saying anything and you know that your friend is wrong. How good of a friend are you if you're not telling her that she's wrong? And how many of this are you suppressing and not talking about? I honestly felt like I missed something because I was like, are they arguing because Alexia thinks the casting for Miami was bad and Marisol doesn't agree with her. And this is some like big whoop de doo I think Alexia has an insecurity about Miami being canceled oh, I mean, in the, in the beginning i mean she made she was like we're the only cast that came back 
Because <laughs> you were the ones that were canceled. <laughs> because the rest stayed on. And then now she's like, I don't think the cast, you know, I respected her for actually saying that. When she said, no, I don't think the casting was good. If it was, would be on air. <laughs> Who would have been canceled? But I don't know. I don't know. I think for someone who thinks I'm a star, who told Lisa, like, maybe if you had more faith in yourself, what Lenny did would not have happened to you. There is no way she doesn't think Marisol is mooching off of her. There is no way that kind of person does not think without me. And one day it's going to fall out her mouth. Without me, who would you be? What is your storyline without me? I think she thinks that. And I think that she feels like Marisol should be more accommodating of her and support her because the day she cuts her loose, she's not going to have a leg to stand on. And I think Marisol knows that. And that's why she keeps quiet even when she disagrees. So that's why I mean like that relationship is, eh, it's not, something, something not clean about that. Miami is very interesting with the f- friends and the, the friends are just as integrated as the main cast. Like yeah. you, you barely even remember that they're not main cast. Yeah. But then I think they're renewed and they're still friends. Marisol and Ariana? Um, Alexia? Adriana? No. No, no. Who are the two friends on Miami? Larsa? Kiki? No, no, no. It's Kiki. Kiki, Marisol, and Adriana. Okay. So the three of them, I think, are still friends on this next upcoming season that's filming. Yeah. And I'm like, but why? They're everywhere. Just make them full-time. You only have five full-time cast members. Because the difference is they don't have to show their family. So if they don't really have a storyline in the family, you can't make them full-time without showing their family. So if there's nothing there... I guess. There's I nothing guess. to show um on that end so i'm not really having hope about season four of ultimate girl strip because like i said they have repeat people we know what to expect from brandy we know what to expect from phaedra she does not give us anything i'm really hoping she's a flop on married to medicine because phaedra is like the best catfish we ever had on bravoverse she's good with her one-liners and she doesn't give us anything really so and now the stories come out everyone's heard about what happened with brandy and caroline and now the stories come out that caroline was drunk and she was embarrassed so she made up the stuff and half the girls are still friends with brandy and you know vicky would not side with her if she really did that so who knows where that's gonna go hmm i mean i think it's gonna be terrible because I mean, if two of your cast members quit, well, you fire one. I think Caroline said she wasn't filming anymore and they were barely, what, three days into the trip? So then the remaining people have to create a show out of nothing? She left the day before the last day. Okay. Yeah, so to me, it's just like, if you have to dig deep and you got Alex McCord, like, I don't know. Okay, I'm kind of excited about Alex. (laughs) (laughs) No, Alex is your kind of housewife. (laughs) Who else is on the cast? Oh, I can't remember. Do you remember? Oh. I don't remember. I would like to talk about something completely off topic, just because you mentioned Brandy and, and Beverly Hills or whatever. Okay. I am getting real aggravated at getting daily reports of how filming is going. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am with you. I just tweeted about that the other day. I'm like, I don't care who's leaking it, fans, producers, bloggers. I don't want to know what's going on or who anything like stop. And I know, yes, we could unfollow. But the new, the way Twitter algorithm works, the for you just feeds you things based on your interests. And it's just like, not what I asked for, but I don't want it. I want to be surprised. 
Well, in quotes. I'm not even just surprised, but I'm like, I don't want to have to do this twice. Yeah. Oh, who's at the Homeless Not Toothless Gala? Oh, who's at this event or that event? Oh, Denise Richards came and filmed. Okay, so now I'm going to live this the whole time they're filming. And then when the show actually airs, relive it again. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm with you. They're just doing too much. And I don't know if it's even like people, is if it's producers, because kind of like the Love is Blind spoiler that spoiled like last year, it was someone on set that was releasing it. And I'm like, you can't even reveal who you are. So what are you getting out of this? Um, What was the Love is Blind spoiler last year? Oh, someone uh, did all the spoilers on what happened for season four. Really? And it was dated um, 2022 because they filmed at the same time. So it was like someone on set that was texting someone and they were posting it and they were saying like, what they put all the things and they were accurate. So I try to avoid it. So when it was done, I told my friend, okay, send it to me. And then it was very accurate. They talked about Marshall and Jackie. They talked about another, um, Irina and Zach, and everything was spot on. But it was dated 2022. Wow. I missed it completely. Thank goodness. Oh, you're lucky. It's like a minefield out there just trying to avoid stuff. The worst is when you're talking about a show, like I'm talking about the challenge, and someone just goes in and is like, oh, this person goes home next week anyways. I didn't even ask. Like, they just come in your comments and just drop it. And no one asked. So anyways, but yeah, I don't know. We can't do anything about it because I guess everyone just wants information now, now, now. I mean, yes, there's the leakers, but it's also, look, I'm about to unfollow Garcelle. (gasps) She's the only Beverly Hills housewife that I do follow, but they're all doing it. It's not just her. Garcelle will be like, look at this outfit. Look at that outfit. I'm like, I want to see your outfits on TV next year or whenever. I don't want to see them on your Instagram today. I don't know why she's sharing it. She needs a stylist. They're not good. <laughs> By the way, for Ultimate Girls Group 4, it's Vicky Gonvilson. Oh, my God. Gretchen Rossi, Brandy Glanville, Camille Grama, Phaedra, Eva, Alex, and Caroline Manzo. This is a whack cast. When I think about the worst housewife, like, morally, as a person who ever was, I think Gretchen Rossi might be it. <gasps> Over Vicky? You know, even over Vicky. Oh. I, I'm all ears. Tell me why. A lot of it has to do with Slade. <laughs> I mean, when she like got together with Slade, I was like, whatever. Slade has slept with half this cast. What difference does it make if you're next? <laughs> um, <laughs> but this thing with Slade's son and how mm-hmm. she would never marry Slade because she didn't want to have to be responsible for all of his debt and a lot of his debt honestly was child support for a very very sick child hey, this lazy motherfucker would never go get a job and she still stayed with him and then this child dies and she and Slade want to post all over social media and the mom is like you have not paid you have not seen him in years that is like truly devious and wrong because what did it cost you to just say nothing yeah but we live in a world where people can help themselves with her over photoshopped faces. She even photoshops her child's face. And it looks like a vanishing painting. Like what the hell is she going to look like on TV. Where she can't photoshop herself. Yeah. She probably got the Botoxes and the things going on. So I've just learned to temper my expectations I guess. But let's say like to wrap things up. What would you want in the dream world? What would you want for an Ultimate Girl Strip season? Um, 
I think where one and two went wrong, I mean, went right. Oh. Number one had basically OGs. Like, I know that Cynthia and Kenya are not OGs, but they've yeah. been on for a long time. They're OG and adjacent. So they're OG fine. adjacent. So everybody on the cast had that in common. And season two, everybody on the cast had that they were ex-Housewives in common. Mm-hmm. Season three was all over the place. There was no common thread that, like, they had together. And I think that's why, like, if they had actually managed to execute the best friends thing, that might have actually worked. But because they couldn't, it was just a weird mishmash of people who really have nothing to talk about. Yeah. What would you do? I think um, I think I mentioned that earlier. I think they should have a theme. And then that's going to guide what the storyline is going to be. Even if it's something as simple as people who got divorced on the show. Oh, that'd and be then great. Everyone talks about that. Um, all the people who had like, quote unquote, maybe not a scandal, but yeah, a scandal. So maybe like Tamara, we have bathtub scene <laughs> or Whitney with her thing or whatever. Like that's something they can bond over. Like Whitney says that Alexa is looking at her like, how could you do that on TV? But if Tamara was there, they could bond over that and things like that. Um, or Ashley with Mr. Man or whatever. So those are scandals. So I just think a theme kind of like there's one thing to focus on and it can go on that. And then just know your housewives and know the people. Like what in the world would make you think Leah is a good housewife? I mean, to like, be on this trip. Was there else? Was there literally nobody else besides Leah who was willing to go? Like Heather? I don't even like Lisa Barlow, but over Lisa Barlow? <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I don't get it. So just know, like, even if you get someone like Candy, Candy's not like a, she's a reactor. That, not, that's a true reactor, but she's pretty chill. And then you get a Marlo. So at least that's a balance. So you want your drama, you get your stuff, you get that kind of balance. So I think get the people that actually know how to be a housewife. Don't give us, like, the newbies. You know? I would love to have um, a friend of. <laughs> yes. That would be good. But who are the friends of? Who are the friends of that? Do you think Cherie from Beverly Hills would be a good friend of or no? No. I think, uh. I mean, Beverly Hills is a bunch of weirdos anyway, but. <laughs> who would be a good friend of? I'm trying to look at the. Does I don't even think Jersey has. Um, they don't, they didn't have anyone from Jersey on this season and you know what i'm sorry i think we should have someone from every single franchise oh there's too many <laughs> how many are I, there? you know seven so funny though a dubai housewife with any of the american housewives their vibe is so different i don't think it would work um honestly if they sent anyone from dubai it's either going to be caroline or chanel i am like there's no there's no doubt about that. I feel like all human beings are like lesser beings than Chanel Ian. Like she would show up and she would be like, all of y'all are whack <laughs> and boring Aid. and dumb. <laughs> Aid, I really love how you said that. That was such a good description. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's so Can you <laughs> Chanel Ian and Heather? Like in the same place, which they were at BravoCon together, but can you just imagine that interaction? Yes, and that's good TV, especially when Chanel 
almost always misinterprets what they're trying to say and she gets triggered so easily and she's ready to fight. Like, I don't know what you said, but I'm defending myself. <laughs> so that, I think that would be great. But we just said no newbies, but we can make an exception for Chanel and she's a star. So anyways, yeah, it's just getting a mix. Like be a good casting director. Like this was not good. And then follow what you said. Don't end a season, have a reunion, and then we have to walk, work it out. But also if bad weather made up this season, what happened? I'm so confused. When did bad weather make up? In this, they hugged and they started doing the bad weather dance. Like we watched it like three times. Okay. And they said they're back. Did you watch the finale? I did. Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> they made up by the pool. And then they said bad weather's back. Then they did the dance for Candace and said bad weather's back. I'm Heather. I'm Whitney. We're bad weather. Together, we're gonna. I don't need to put you through that. And then they did it again when they confessed that they stole the bottle from Giselle. Okay, let's. We have to address that. First <laughs> off, this bad weather waking up is gonna last for as long as the flight back to the United States when they'll be back. No, to... we've seen them at BravoCon. They hate each other, so no, it didn't last. So <laughs> didn't last. what happened? <laughs> and the reunion too. I don't know if I actually watched the Salt Lake reunion. If I did, I might have blocked it out of my mind. But um, man, we could have a whole discussion about Jersey since I'm finally watching that one. Um. But yeah, I don't. That, what's the? I, that's probably why I didn't remember them making up because I knew it didn't last. Yeah, but I, I, I wonder what happened in between of that. But speaking of, since I can't think of any friends from Jersey, I do think Dolores would be a good ultimate girl strip material person. She's like a whole different person now that she's dating Paul. Hmm. Um, what I wanted to address was once the Casa Azul bottle mystery was solved. I loved how I was still confused because Candace and Leah produced it in a confessional. No, that was the one that, um, um, she said she got someone that shipped it. She found some, she got someone to find it. I don't know if this is a producer type thing or whatever, but it wasn't the one that they were looking for. It was either. She said she got someone to get it for her or it's the one Pepsi gave her, gave Giselle at the end. And then we see Heather and Whitney laughing about how they hid the Casa Azul bottle in the outdoor shower. Yes. That's the original one that Giselle was making all the noise about. Okay. So the culprits, which some of the people have implied that Candace knew that it was bad weather. (laughs) (laughs) Like during that stupid trial, when Giselle was like, oh, Heather's off the hook. And Candace was like, why is she off the hook? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she could have said that because honestly, why was she off the hook? What was the proof? I just, it could have been very funny if Giselle hadn't taken it so seriously. Yeah, true that. And made it last just one episode. So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it just didn't hit. But I think we just hope Bravo does better. Again, we don't have hope for a season four, but I actually hope it doesn't kill the idea I just hope they do better. Um, I'm not too worried about it. I feel like, look, as much as I complained, I watched. So did everybody else who's currently complaining. As long as we watch, they will continue to produce. Our complaining means nothing. It doesn't, but we have to admit it to ourselves. Like we said at the top of the episode, it's not hitting. We're just watching because we're stuck in this marriage. <laughs> but mean, we would I... like for it to be a quality marriage, you know, It'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, I would like for it to be quality, but I know myself I'm staying anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. 
That is true. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed our thoughts. Let us know what you thought if you watched it, whose side were you on, and all the things we touched on. We'd love to hear it. Bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.